This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, I talked about how um, feelings can be like a, a beach ball that we push under the water and we can hold them down and suppress them under the surface for a while, but eventually they're going to find their way to the surface and they're going to come out in some way. Hey everyone, this is Brandon and welcome to the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry resource of Journey Church International. We are wrapping up a series called Address the Mess where we're learning to address and confront the things in our lives that are holding us back from fully stepping into God's purpose for our lives. Today I have uh, I have the opportunity to, of having a conversation with Pastor Mike Evans. Pastor Mike joined the JCI ministry team in 2018, and he currently serves as our family pastor with focus and emphasis in our student ministries, which is which is rapidly growing here at Journey. Um, before we jump into the podcast today, I have some exciting news to share. You know, we're continually trying to get the word out about this podcast and expand our listening audience. And as of this week, which is May 21st, 2019, we are now streaming this podcast on Spotify. Um, I just found out that Spotify is one of the fastest growing podcast streams right now. And so if you enjoy streaming music from Spotify, you can now stream your favorite podcasts on Spotify as well. So in order to do this, you just simply open up your Spotify app, Select the search button at the bottom of the screen, type in activate with Pastor Christian, and you will begin to see one of our many episodes start popping up. So we're really excited about this, and we're just praying that Spotify will allow this podcast to expand our ministry to many more individuals who need to activate their faith in practical ways in their lives. So excited about this, and, and we pray that this is a great resource for you. So Pastor Mike, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Brandon. We are we are excited to have you back on. Um, we're we're going to talk about your message for Sunday. It's a, it was a really powerful, it was a touching message. Um, we're hoping that it, it has tremendous impact in the lives of many individuals. Um, the first part of your message, you talk about the bottom line of your message, and it was a strong bottom line. You said this, don't be ashamed that you struggle with issues related to mental health. Don't be ashamed that you struggle with issues related to mental health. Pastor Mike, in your experience as a pastor and as a teacher, why has the church shied away from talking about mental illness? Such a good and important question, Brandon. I think that for years, mental health challenges have been seen in our culture and in the church as a sign of weakness. And we've been taught that if you're weak or hurting or you feel broken, that you must not be a good Christian, that there must be something wrong with you, and that to admit weakness was looked down on in the church. And to be honest, especially for those in leadership, the expectation in the church has been so for so long that leaders have their acts together. And, and to admit weakness as a leader meant you couldn't be trusted or respected as the leader. So, so leaders and pastors would shy away from talking about the challenges they face. And that trickles down to the congregation. I mean, if a leader doesn't admit their weakness, then why should people in the congregation do that? You know, I think there's a misperception also that to truly follow Jesus, we need to look a certain way, almost like we have to clean ourselves up in order to be accepted by Jesus, in order to be looked upon as like as a good Christian. 
And we get that's such a backwards way of thinking. The gospel, Brandon, you know, actually teaches us that we come as we are to Jesus and he cleans up our mess, not the other way around. And I find that the more appropriately open we are in leadership about the challenges we face, the, the more we identify with the people, the more vulnerable we are, the more people lean in and a healthier environment is created where we don't shy away from talking about important issues like mental health. Pastor Mike, as you noted, uh, mental health is something that the church must continue to address. It's something that we need to talk about. You mentioned in your, your message that one uh, or a one out of every five young people battle with mental health issues. Half of half of adults deal with mental health challenges. Those those numbers are staggering. That's that's right. And I even think that one in five number is is low. We have for a long time have just really not tackled mental health well. I believe, and I love how you talked about how unhelpful things people say to individuals who are struggling in, in this area. Uh, what what are some of the warning signs that we may see in someone that should cause some alarm in our spirit to take action? A couple things. One is, I think, a pretty obvious one. If people are distancing themselves from you, like maybe you haven't seen them in church for a while, and and when you try to reach out to them, they, they're not uh, quick in getting back with you. Communication seems spotty. I think if you sense someone who's been close to you for a while um, and, you, and you just haven't seen them at church uh, for a season, you know, so, and I understand sometimes life gets hectic and people just aren't able to be as consistent at services, but sometimes that happens because people are hurting and they don't have the emotional energy to get to church. You know, um, if you have it on your heart to reach out to somebody, I would say with total confidence that that's the Holy Spirit prompting you to reach out to them. As a friend, send them a text, give them a call, stop by their house, let them know you're there for them. That's so huge in people uh, when people are struggling just to know that someone is there. So one, one warning sign would be just people distancing themselves yeah, and not disengaging. Being, yeah, just disengaging. Um, another sign that um, that someone's maybe struggling in their mental health is that their behavior just becomes a little more erratic. Uh, maybe they cry for no reason, or maybe they seem angrier or shorter with you or people they care about than they normally are. You know, you, you're talking to them and all of a sudden they lash out and say something like that person gets on my last nerve, or I can't believe they act like that. Or, and you almost have this check in your spirit where you, you think to yourself, man, they don't, that's not a normal response to that from them. That's not how they normally would ra- react to that. And and maybe the thought hits you saying, uh, Lord, what's going on in their life that would lead them to be so upset, you know, where their response isn't really lining up. It's not congruent with, with what's actually going on, what the situation is. You know, they say that confession is good for the soul, but bad for the reputation. I remember one time in my own life when um, I was struggling and it kind of came out. Um, I was on a mission trip in New Orleans uh, about 10 years ago uh, doing some relief work after Hurricane Katrina. And, and I had I had made the mistake, to be honest with you, of letting the trip get too big. And we took like 120 students and adults in 10, uh, 15 passenger vans. And uh, it was really hard work. The living conditions there were tough. We were in this church gym where the guys were sleeping on one side of the gym and there was this tarp hanging down from the top of the gym and the ladies were on the other side. So you can imagine the symphony of snoring going (laughs) on and all the noise and all of that. And man, I hadn't slept for a couple of days and I just could not 
could not rest. And so it was like two o'clock in the morning one night and I got up and just took a walk outside and I didn't get 10 feet. And I looked to my left and there's like 10 high school boys from our youth group standing out there carrying on being, you know, 16, 17 year old kids just goofing around. And I looked at them and I just, I just lost my temper, Brandon. And I just yelled at them. I just started screaming at them. And they just looked at me like, what's up with him? You know, what's wrong with that guy? And, and I think as I thought about that the next morning, uh, when I finally did go back and finally did fall asleep, I, I thought two things. One is I needed some sleep. And number two is my heart's in a bad place right now. I just, there's something going on. And I remember uh, after the trip, or actually later that day, going to those kids and apologizing to them. But then after that trip, getting in touch with a Christian counselor friend of mine and saying, hey, I think there's something going on inside of me that that isn't healthy, and can we talk about that? And he really helped me to deal with that anger issue that that had just kind of come out of nowhere. It really stemmed from some other issues that were going on in my life, and that was just kind of how the how the how the uh, dysfunction and the hurt in my own heart surfaced. Mm-hmm. That's good, and I loved your reminder. If you do have, or if you feel like. Um, that one of your friends, someone close to you is disengaging. Maybe there's something in your spirit that's alarming you that something's wrong. Just reach out to them. Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit speaking into your heart. That's a, that's a great reminder for us all. Um, at the heart of your message, Pastor Mike, was this hope circle. Um, I know the hope circle wasn't your idea. It came from Pastor Rick Warren after he experienced the loss of his own son. Um, but the Hope Circle consists of five negative messages that either, either lead to poor mental health or cause us to fall deeper into darkness. But you shared five powerful scriptural truths that help combat these negative thoughts. So my question is this, um, how does replacing negative thoughts with scripture help us combat these thoughts that are in our minds? Such a great question. One of the passages in the scripture that I lean into a lot is Psalm 119.11 that says, uh, the Bible teaches that uh, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And I find that when messages like the ones I talked about on Sunday attack my mind, those negative messages, I feel useless, I I don't feel important, those kinds of messages begin to attack me, that if I have scripture milling around in my head, that goes a long way in not letting that negative message dig in and take root in my heart. Uh, an example of this, just last night, we uh, had our Wednesday night pre-camp night of worship. We we're taking over 200 students to camp in about a week uh, to Panama City, Florida, and it was a powerful night of ministry. I'm so excited about what God is doing in our student ministry. But driving home about 930 at night, uh, turned right there on prior road to head to my house. And out of nowhere, I just had this thought hit me. Who are you to be leading this effort? Uh, you're going to blow this. You're going to blow it, Mike. This camp is going to fall apart and it's going to be your fault. Wow. Literally out of nowhere. I'm just driving home. And I started to get kind of pretty, pretty down with myself and kind of just discouraged in my spirit. But then this thought hit me. You know, in preparation for the message I taught this past Sunday, I met with a Christian counselor uh, to ask him some questions about what would be helpful to teach based on his experience with people. And one of the scriptures that uh, this counselor and I talked about was 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. And in that verse, it says, uh, we, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. 
and so I had this, these negative messages hitting my head. And then, and then as I continued to drive, that scriptural truth hit my head just literally seconds after I felt this attack in my spirit. And I thought to myself, how important it is to have the Bible in our hearts so to combat the negative messages that are in our mind. The, the point is this, Brandon, that the more scripture we have in our mind, the better we equipped we are to combat those negative thoughts that continually attack us. That's a good reminder. Pastor Mike, let's talk um, to men who are listening to the podcast right now. You and I were talking behind the scenes about men and their feelings. You know, we were joking around about it and having a good time. But the reality is, as men in general, we're really good about disregarding our feelings and not talking about our emotions. Um, you had some powerful insights I'd love for you to share on the podcast. Can you talk for a moment about the importance of feelings and emotions in our lives, especially as men? Another great question, Brandy. You know, as men, our feelings tell us something, don't they? You know, I feel this way because there's some belief that I'm that I'm buying into. If you back up from that, it gets me all the way to kind of the core of who we are. Feelings are literally an expression of what we believe and and the beginning of kind of becoming mentally healthy finds its root really in recognizing unhealthy beliefs or unhealthy thought patterns and to admit that we have a problem in that area is really the first step to becoming more mentally healthy and as men this is what we were talking about behind the scenes so many of us just suppress or stuff our feelings or at least that's what men are taught to do and and that's not a healthy way to deal with to deal with challenges that we face I, in this in the message i talked about how um feelings can be like a a beach ball that we push under the water and we can hold them down and suppress them under the surface for a while but eventually they're going to find their way to the surface and they're going to come out in some way and if we don't deal with them well if we don't talk to god about them if we don't have a group of other guys that we can kind of process what's going on in our hearts, if, if we don't sometimes go see a counselor like I do and like Pastor Christian sometimes does then when we're really stuck, then they will come out. They'll come out in an addiction. They'll come out in depression. They'll come out in anger. They're going to come out in some way. And men have been taught too long to stuff their emotions and feelings, and we see the bad results everywhere in our culture. As a great reminder for us all, not only men, for, but but women as well, and young people, right. it's really important that we find trusted people that we can we can talk about how we're feeling, um, what we're experiencing in, in, a, in a very healthy way so that we don't suppress those, those emotions. Yeah, that was a great reminder. Um, let's end our podcast today with this question, and let's end with how you ended your message. Uh, you gave us this powerful verse from Psalms 34, verse 18, which states, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. It's a powerful verse, one that we should probably memorize. And anytime we have any of those negative thoughts, we can use this verse to to, to help help us. Um, speaking from personal experience, Pastor Mike, and as I have ministered to many individuals, when we're brokenhearted, when we're crushed in spirit, the reality is we don't feel like we're close to God. We don't feel like God is, is close to us. For the person right now who's struggling to feel that closeness to God because they're crushed in spirit, how can they begin to experience His presence and closeness again? Well, the first thing I want to say, 
to anyone who's listening, whether you're sitting in your home or in your car or on a walk, wherever you are uh, right now, I just want to say to you first that I'm so sorry for what you're going through. I'm so sorry that um, that you that you don't sense the closeness of God, that you feel alone, that you feel useless, whatever it is that that negative message that's kind of taken root in your heart. I'm so sorry for whatever, for what's happening in your own spirit. And uh, I want to say first to you that you're not alone, that God is with you, that God is for you. Um, And I would encourage you to, uh, I would encourage you in a few ways. Number one, I would encourage you to find a safe person. And by a safe person, I mean someone you can trust, someone who will listen, someone who will um, empathize with you. Um, but find a safe person to, to talk to about what you're going through, who, who you know isn't going to try to fix you, isn't going to try to make it all better, but is just going to be there uh, to listen and uh, potentially to pray with you, but definitely just that they be a safe person um, who would seek to uh, just be that encouragement. Another thing I would encourage you to do would be to get out a journal um, and start writing. Uh, for over 30 years, I've kept a journal. I have a stack in my office that goes uh, is almost as tall as I am um, of journals that I've written in since I was a freshman in high school. And only me and God get to see what's in there. My wife doesn't see. My kids don't see. It's only me and Jesus know what's in those those uh, those journals. And uh, and maybe even start by just writing something like this: God, I'm not sure you're even listening, but this is where I'm at. And just let the pen start moving across the paper. You're not surprising him with where you're at. Your, your words aren't going to offend him. But what the, the bottom line of what I'm trying to say is get it out. Um, don't stuff what's going on inside of you. But talk to God about it. And uh, if a journal would help you, I would encourage you to do that. I know that's what helps me. Another thing I'd encourage you to do would be to listen to the message. If, if you didn't hear the message this past weekend, um, I'd go download it and, uh, and give it a listen. Maybe there's something in there that would, that would encourage you today the, to know that, that God is near, that he hasn't left you. Um, we have a text message line. If you need some help, some real help, um, you could text Journey Mental Health to 474747. There's a list of resources there that could help you. And I, I don't want to say this last thing, Brandon, but I feel like the Lord led me to say it, so I'm going to say it. If you're sitting somewhere right now listening to this podcast and, and you're even, if there's even the thought in your mind of, I don't think life's worth living and I'm considering ending my own life, that this world would be better off without me then I want you to stop listening right now after I finish this next couple of sentences and pick up your phone and call somebody. And if you can't think of anyone to call, call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, 800-273-8255, and someone there will talk to you. You are not alone. God is with you. God is for, for you. And there are resources out there to help you if you're struggling with your mental health. Well, Pastor Mike, thank you um, for those words, and and I really appreciate you carving out a few minutes out of your busy schedule to join us on the podcast. And the reality is we barely even scratched the surface on mental health, but it's something that we've got to talk about and begin conversations. So I believe this has been extremely insightful and helpful as we try to address another mess in our lives that may be preventing us from stepping fully into God's purpose. We want to thank you for listening to the podcast. We, we want to remind you that you do not need to address the messes in your life alone. Uh, again, if you would like further help, 
especially in this area, we have a list of resources that we'd like to provide for you. Again, you can send us a text with these words, Journey Mental Health. Mental health is all one word. Journey Mental Health to 474747, and we'll send you a link with some valuable resources. Or even better yet, you can send us an email to activate at takethejourney.cc, and we'll we'll help you um, get your um, get you set on the right course. Uh, again, thank you for listening, and we look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.